Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. You are so tall to me. What's up, my brother? I, I just thought talk, I, I just thought I have never done this before, man. I but know. I just uh, I'm just checking in, standing up here. I, uh, I know. I got this new Apple Watch, and it's telling me to stand. So I got I just do what I'm told. I got a new Android watch. It's telling me to take a vacation. Well, I think you should listen to it. I think you should listen. So. <laughs> What's up, my brother? Hey, it's man. Scraping the coffee shop, man. Yeah, it's good Good stuff. So, yeah, behind the scenes, I mean, we do a couple few of these at, at a take and then uh, distribute them over a month. We roll them out. But, uh, so we've had a few episodes this morning. Really good stuff. The past couple sessions have been so strong. Had a couple of great guests on. A couple of great just bantering back and forth sessions with you on Honesty. It was a really good one to go back and listen to. Dr. John's uh, guest spot were great part one part two um had great author on some fiction had a great author on some non-fiction just a lot of good stuff happening around the coffee shop what i love in sobriety is that i can be who i am today right i remember uh you know when i was drinking and stuff i was a chameleon i would be who um, i thought you wanted right. me to be in that point of time and that's just absolutely exhausting it and i just am so, so if I want to stand i want to stand yeah i'm still chameleon i mean i still try and blend into a room but but you know, again, based on our episode, well, I'm not we had, saying be a bowling ball, right? right I'm not saying go right. in and, and knock all the pins down, but I, I'm telling you, just being yourself is so freeing. I talked to, I think I was talking to my daughter about that this week, and I'm like, man, it's just amazing. So, mm-hmm. all right, hey, what are we doing, man? Hey, we, we got a hey, table. We got, we got a guest. We got a guest. I know we're kind of we're kind of dogging them over there. So we got Seamus with us today. Good morning, Seamus. Welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the coffee shop. So, so uh, Seamus came to us via uh, what, uh, Glenn? Social, social media. media? I, yeah, I think it's right. called social media, and, and we don't have it figured out. But no. but we, we, we connected with, with Seamus, love connecting with, with listeners and with people in the sober community, and we really value it. And, and, and what we have found out um, at 100% level, um, and we just did something on honesty, so mm-hmm. at the 100% level is – we never leave one of these coffees like we're going to do with Seamus without grabbing value. I know, you right? Know, uh, without grabbing value and learning something from it, hope our listeners do too. So, Right, right. So, Hope our listeners in Bangladesh. So, Seamus, you're, uh, you're, dialing in for your, you're, you're dialing into our coffee shop from beautiful downtown. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> beautiful. Somewhere uh, in the United uh, States. You, you know, the Matir compound here in uh in uh, Central Texas, so nice. we're um, just uh, near Canyon Lake, uh, outside of New Braunfels. Excellent, so. beautiful country, beautiful country. Yeah. So, um, so there's a couple things that struck me when uh, when you reached out. So, tell tell me first if we could. You do some writing, right? Uh, I don't. I just I started about four months ago okay. um, to write online. I, I didn't really have a social media presence uh, for sobriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, so I just started to do it. Uh, I joined this uh, online community that kind of was teaching about social media, and I thought it would be helpful for my uh, for my career and business. And then I said, you know what? I think uh, something was tugging inside of me that said, you know, you really kind of need to share your story. And I was talking with one of my buddies that I got sober with, and uh, and he said, you know, um, 
yeah, I think you do. I think you need to share your story. And I, at first I thought, well, I need to go do some speaker meetings or something like sure, that. And right. I'm not really a, not really a great public speaker and had never, never really done that. So I thought, well, you know, social media is really put up your, and coming. Put your still, fingers, so. Let your fingers do the talking. Exactly. Yeah. I think I could maybe, maybe reach some people that I probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't otherwise reach. And, and really to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't really do it primarily for that. I did it for myself. I thought it, you know, writing, uh, I don't know how about you guys, but for Cathartic. me, writing has always been very helpful in helping me to clear my thoughts and uh, put know. thoughts together Isn't and kind of yeah. uh, make the, make the committee uh, shut up a little bit in the back of my head, you know, so uh, they are noisy. They are noisy. <laughs> so are you writing um, just inspirational posts? Are you writing blogs? Are you writing? What, what, what are you writing? How, how does that play out? I started. I kind of did. I kind of did a, a, a sprinkling. I did. I started to do mostly blog posts, and then I put it on uh, Twitter, which is now X. Yes. Uh, and um, I found that just writing actually more uh, traditional blog posts <laughs> was not really getting much reach um, from an analytics standpoint, and. Um, I mean, it was very good for me, and so I, I did a lot of that in the first few months. But now I, I primarily just kind of, as I'm kind of doing my morning, you know, routine of, of meditating and and just contemplating and, you know, giving thanks for for my life. Uh, I kind of think, what 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 is something that I could share today? What is is there some lesson that I learned? Or and I really try to look at it from my perspective. Like I don't try to say, hey, you guys should do this yeah, or right. you should do this. I say, you know. Where did I screw up? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while and I, I've made a lot of mistakes. And so I, I try and think of an example of that and then I try and write out something short that does that. So. Mm -hmm. And you've been sober yeah. a couple few days. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a few days uh, since uh, August twenty first, nineteen eighty eight. Wow, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. I I wish uh, I was sober since August first. I know, of right? Well, how my life how my life would be different? Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, was six years married at the time and just producing kids. Today. And yeah, yeah, grateful we're sober today. I mean, that's so yes. that's great. So, yeah. so Seamus, if I could, right? Um, so, I think a key point is hitting my soul here that that we can flush through and just kind of talk through. So, um, you are coming to us. So, so Seamus is not your real name; it's an alias. Seamus is my alias. Okay. Is my, uh, and, yeah. and why do you have an alias? Well, um, primarily I did it just from uh, an anonymity standpoint, but from the standpoint of um, – uh, let me share a little story. So uh, I, when I started in AA, I was, I was very active, but I was not one of the people that was you know always talking in meetings, doing speaker meetings, leading meetings – um, I always kind of like to sit kind of in the back uh, and and I would share and I, I didn't talk to a lot of people off of me, but I wasn't that outgoing person that, you know, was was out there doing it. So um, and part of it was because I just felt like if I did that, I would have a tendency, my ego get big and, you know, blow up and and uh, that w that wouldn't be good for me. I didn't want it to be uh, that consuming. So when I started doing the online thing, I tried to separate my uh my actual life from my online life so i didn't get this big ego like oh look at me i've got this uh uh big social media account and uh, to be honest i really don't it's not that big of an account i only have a few hundred people i don't even really keep track of of people that come and go on it so 
I try and just look at it from uh, from the analytic standpoint. Like, it, are people actually looking at it, or are they not looking at it? And if they're looking at it, then okay, that was a that direction is a good message. Let's go that direction. If they're not, then okay, well, I better not post really long things because nobody will read them. Um, and uh, but you know. It wasn't really, uh, uh, we talked a little before it started, it wasn't really that I was ashamed of my sobriety. It really had more to do with, I got sober so young when I was still in college. So I finished college, interviewed for jobs, got a, started a career. I was already sober five years. So it, it, to, to me, talking about that I'm sober with these people I just started working with was kind of irrelevant because... They don't know me when I drank. They right. didn't know me during that time. So it, it, it really didn't seem like it was going to be a positive impact on me. And I tried to look at it and say, what, what positive is going to come out of it? If I came across somebody at work or in that, a, a colleague that I thought needed help or was talking about it, then yeah, sure, I would take them aside and talk about it. Well, I'm, but looking, at just, the, I'm looking at the other side, too, because with social media these days, I mean, I, I, have an ex, I had an experience this week. I was a guest on a podcast um, of somebody, and we were talking about sobriety. And, Joe Rogan? No, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a guy who's got some numbers. Um, we're right behind him. Yeah, uh, anyway, we're yeah, we're catching up. Uh, anyway, I was saying something, and I never did this, but it spewed out of my mouth. I named a company that I had founded before, right? So, I mean, to connect the dots then, and I'm like, as soon as I said it, I'm like, why did I? I've never said that before. It, it'd be like, I don't know. Google? Did, when I, did yeah, you right. find Google? I didn't find Google, no. Um, but, but, you know, I don't know what people do in the rooms of AA. I really don't care. Occasionally, somebody will say, well, I'm in construction. And Okay, good. So I checked that off. That guy's in construction. I would say eight out of ten guys and gals I know in the program, I have no idea what, they're, what they do, exactly. nor do I care, nor do they know what I do, nor do they care. It's about sobriety, right? But the, the reason I bring it up is because... You know, I, I don't know how he's going to present his podcast, if it's going to be Mike R. or my full last name. Are people going to listen to that and go back and do it? Is it a sober podcast or is it somewhere else? It's a sober else? podcast. A business, okay. So, so, you know, now is it going to come? I guess my whole point is, is it going to come back to hurt me? Where, you know, in today, there's a <clears throat> that's, stigma. That's exactly. There's a stigma, that's right. That's what my soul is speaking to right now is yeah. I, we, we want to hit on that. So. So shame is, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, all my life, and I had a, I've done a lot of business stuff and, and I'm still kind of in it, all my, all my life, um, when I gave, I would give people my name and that was true, everything else, my life was an alias. Hmm, Interesting. My life was, I mean, it was just, I mean, I just, I didn't know who I was. I was a chameleon. I changed. If I'm sitting here with you guys, I would be the person that I thought you guys would want me to be in the moment. And then I'd leave here and then I'd go to another meeting and then I would change. The only constant was your name. Absolutely right. Everything else was an alias. I didn't even know who I was, right? Now, um, Quick question. Well, no, I have it written down. I'll I'll come back to that. I'm trying to process this in in my mind so it flows. Um, in sobriety, um, I was ashamed of my sobriety. That's probably the best way to put it. Um, 
I didn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't, didn't want anybody to know. And, um, you know, I have social media uh, with, with tons of followers, and they're anonymous. They're alias, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't have anything on social media that says Glenn whatever, Glenn H, and focus on sobriety. I have a Instagram and Facebook um, with my full name, and you never talk sobriety. Maybe, maybe under one percent, I talk about sobriety. I cheer somebody else's. Right. right. I never come out with something on my own. Right. Right. Because I know how the world. When you use the word alcoholic in the world, I remember this. You know, eight years ago, I went to a men's Saturday breakfast, and I was leading this table, and this guy says, alcoholics are the most evil people in the world. Mm. Yep. yep. Meanwhile, the guy that's leading the table, and he's changed his life, and he's changing his life, is one of the most loving, serving, you know, back in, that's what the perception was back then. It, you know, and I'm like, that's the perception that the world has. So, of course, I'm keeping it quiet. You're, right? you're hiding behind the veil. I'm keeping right? it quiet, right? And I think that's one of the reasons why that, – that probably leads into one of the reasons why I do it is that I don't want to introduce myself in a business situation or in a social situation that's outside of AA or recovery as, hi, I'm, I'm Seamus. I'm the alcoholic. Right, right. Uh, I introduce myself as, hey, I'm Seamus, and then they get to know me, and then later on, if it comes up, I don't hide it. Mm-hmm. And then, then they have now they know who I am. Mm-hmm. Now they've experienced me. They they know what type of person I am. Um, they know what I am like in business. And, and then, then what it does, Seamus, is is, yeah. is now they've gotten to know you mm-hmm. exactly. And they're like, Seamus is a stud. And now you tell them a story, and now they're like, Wow, mm-hmm. right? Sober people, like powerful, quality, loving, caring delivering, performing people, right? Right. right? So um, the first time that I tested out my alcoholic story mm-hmm. was not in the business world. Um, it was in the church environment. Um, and I know the church environment, trust me, I have seen and I have felt a stiff arm. You know, oh, you're an alcoholic, you're a sinner, stiff arm. I mean, that's the religious crap I grew up with. So I tested. I felt secure in my sobriety. I was testing the waters. I felt secure in the church and the spiritual path I was on. And I remember going to coffee with my pastor. It's it's like going to the principal's office, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm at coffee with my pastor, and I tell him my story, probably to the ten thousand foot level. And I was waiting for that stiff arm, and I didn't get it. He leaned in. And, and, and Seamus, I, I can remember like it was yesterday. He, he leaned in. He goes, you know what, man? He goes, I love you. He goes, I know you got 20 AA phone numbers in your phone. He goes, I want you to put my phone number in there. If you ever need anything, please call me. My phone is open for you at all times. And you know what? The guy meant it because I have used that phone number in the last five years or so. And I mean, we have such a tight, close relationship. And what it did, it gave me the confidence that, hey, man, somebody embraced my story. Right. Yep. Now, my my second story, and I have three, so I apologize. So, Seamus, my, my second story is I connected five years or so ago in business. This is, well, 
I'm, I'm sorry. I have four stories, five. I have, oh. ten, I have ten stories. We're going to reduce no. it to three. Yeah. So, so I, um, I would go to functions and I'd play all the games. I'd get near beer turned into a glass. Nobody knew what I was drinking, right? Blah, blah. And then I'd always land up relapsing. I'd get the cranberry juice with a lime, make mm-hmm. a look with an ice, blah, blah, blah. Always land up relapsing, right? So I remember going out with a client, CEO. We were in Manhattan. We were at this bar and... I, I probably had a year of sobriety. And he's drinking rosé wine on ice in a glass. And I'm sitting next to him. I had sparkling water. He keeps pushing me. Come on, man. Have a drink with me. Have a drink with me. Have a drink with me. And it was that moment in time that it just clicked for me where I cared about more about my sobriety than what he thought of me. And I said, look, man. I said, I don't drink. There's a reason why I don't drink. So I'm going to enjoy my water. And then I had to do it. I said, and if you call that drinking, and I pointed to this rosé glass of wine on, on ice, and, 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 and I'm like, you know, I will never excuse. join you. That's right? a sad excuse. But, if, but it was that point in time I realized right, I cared right. more about my sobriety what anybody thought about me. Mm-hmm. So, so I started living in that. So I, I had a business situation where a guy, he, we were doing some stuff and talking. He said, hey, Glenn, I just want to connect over coffee, over coffee. He goes, Something's going on with you. Something's different about you. I like to hear your story. And and it wasn't a key guy. It was just a you know, relationship. And 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 so for a, a half hour, I gave him a thirty thousand foot view. And and at the end of that, he goes, he goes, he goes. That clicks for me. He goes, now I know why you're different. And, and he goes, I love the opportunity to build a relationship, build a friendship with you, and just get to know you. Yeah. Long story short, he landed up being a, big, big a, deal. a first investor in a big project that I'm working on because he believed in me and my, my principles and how I live yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the last story I'll tell you is, so I am opening up more with people mm-hmm. that I do business with today. All of my business partners know my story. 70,000 foot level. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did a, a, a deal on investor, 15 million bucks. And, and I'm in my heart, I'm like, I'm not signing this deal until they know. And so I, I, I shared my story. I said, Hey, look guys, you know, we're, we're doing great together. I just want to share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, for just, just for a couple minutes, I, I, I shared my, my journey, what I went through. I said, Hey, I'm eight years sober. You know, I, I, I'm in AA. I worked the 12 steps of AA. I'm part of a, you know, sober living, you know, project, right? I said, I sponsor guys. I'm on a sober podcast. I'm, you know, I'm really focused on sobriety so that I'll never take a drink again. Mm-hmm. I took a risk, but it, I knew it wasn't a risk because I've had enough faith mm-hmm. and, and facts in this program where I sat there and it worked. Both of them say, wow, yeah. thank you for sharing that. We are all great. Right. You know, and, and I'm telling you, maybe not everybody's going to think of them that. And I don't put it up on a billboard. Right. But, man, when, when I sit down there, I've probably told 20 people in business in the last month. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just and, – and every single situation, Seamus, is really – It's been a positive. Turned out a positive. Yeah, yeah I, mine's been the same. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, get, I'll share one 
one little quick quick uh, story. So, uh, you know, early in my sobriety, I was very concerned with what people thought. Like, I'm not. Am I drinking? Why isn't he drinking? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I saw a quote years later, and it said, uh, "You know, you become a lot less concerned with what people think about you when you realize how seldom they do." And it was by a guy named mm-hmm. David Foster Wallace. Mm-hmm. Oh my and, god! Uh, uh, it's uh, it's very true. Yeah. And um, hey, Seamus, can uh, can you say that again? So uh, you become way less concerned with what people think about you when you realize how seldom they do. Excellent. If you look it up online, David Foster Wallace, I probably didn't get it completely right, but that's the good enough, man. Just of it. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that's true. That's a great nugget. But yeah, I, I agree with you. With the you, you, I wanted people to get to know me for me. And then if the sobriety thing came up or recovery thing came up, then I would share it because then that's not the primary first, you know, interaction that they had with me. Because like you said, there's such a stigma attached to to addiction in general that if, if you go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm shameless, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, right. They'll be like, ah, oh, good. what's right. wrong with this guy? I'm yeah, not right. going to go near him, you know. And, Unless uh, it's in the rooms uh, of AA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're welcome. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so, that's- so Seamus, I love that. Doesn't that speak to ego, though? Doesn't that speak to ego that that we think we are the shit, right? And everybody's thinking about me, and, and people are really caring about me, and it's all about me, 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 when people don't really care. No. Uh, my doctor, I have a doctor for 20-plus years, and I shared with him when I very first got sober, and because uh, I have... I had heart issues from from drinking, and uh, um, I was sharing with him like a couple of years ago, and and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna go out and have a couple of beers with your family this Fourth of July?" I'm like, and I and I, I wanted to say something. And I read thought, the chart. He doesn't remember. Yeah, right. Read the chart. <laughs> right. And we're and and it's like we're yeah, exa- and we're like we're friends. I mean, yeah, we, right. You know, we're friends. So that's that goes perfectly with that quote. He you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't so, care. Yeah, no, he doesn't really care. He doesn't care. Yeah. yeah, this is good stuff. What would you tell the, um, what would you tell the sober curious somebody? Because I love the fact that you got sober when you were, you know, college age. Um, today, would you find? Do you think it's more challenging to become sober at a young age today, or do you think it's easier with the resources and all the online stuff? That what? What do you? What's your take? Do you think it's harder or easier to become sober as a young person in today's environment? Well, I think there's like Glenn was talking about the stigma. I think there's less stigma right now than there was in the 80s. Um, the 80s it was it was still really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in that realm it's easier. Um, with social media, I think it can make it harder because it's just social media tends to amplify the worst mm-hmm. sides, you know, the two extremes mm-hmm. in in everything. And so uh, on social media, they're they're like Glenn was talking about the near beers and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm pretty. When I first cut sober, I think there, I think O'Doul's and Sharps there were came two. out. There were and two. Sharps. Yeah, right. That was the only two. And um, now there's a hundred. Yeah. And nobody, none of the bars had them. No, right. So you, even if I wanted to do that, which I wouldn't, um, because of the reason Glenn described. Yeah. Uh, it's pretending. 
Yeah, right. Um, and I had a long conversation online with some people about this, and they were like, "Oh no, it's okay." You know, mocktails. And I said, uh, "I said, you know, do you, do heroin addicts go to like a, a crack house and, and yeah, just get, get like fake, some fake heroin, fake heroin. Yeah, yeah, right. or snort some cra- fake crack or smoke? Yeah, uh, why right. would you do that? And yeah. why would you pretend?" Sure. So I just think it's it's it comes down to honesty. You need to be honest mm. with you. Why are you doing that? You're doing it because you're not doing it for them you're doing it because you feel uncomfortable in that situation well then you need to realize why are you uncomfortable if you're Mm. that uncomfortable leave the situation gosh Seamus I love that I love that too yeah yeah. oh man that's powerful why are you doing that yeah right are you uncomfortable are there other tools you can do to make yourself less uncomfortable than pretend right good stuff but I used I used to drink uh, I used to drink uh, tonic water with a lime Mm mm-hmm Yep. Because I liked it. Yeah, right. I and did it, too. It kind of looked like a fake drink, but uh, if anybody asked me, "What do you drink?" I'd say, "Drinking tonic water." And they, if they asked me why I didn't drink, I say, "Because I have a heart problem," which uh, was true. Yeah, right. Right. You know, it was true. So See, uh, I'd have to say I got a head problem. I had that too. I didn't just get didn't go that deep. But, yeah, right. I mean, right. I did. I did actually have several times over years. People pull me aside and say, "You know, why don't you drink?" Yeah. You know, it seemed like you're such a fun guy, and um, and if they were people that were like really heavy drinkers, then I would start sharing with them. You know, mm-hmm. and I actually had two. You know, I think God puts you or your higher power or you know, flying right. spaghetti monster, whatever you want to call it, puts you in places where you can be helpful. And okay. I had two bosses that I worked for, both of them. One of them was a bad addict, and the other one was a bad binge alcoholic. He would binge, and then he'd quit for six months to go to church, and then. Back and forth, and both of them ended up getting sober, not directly because of me, yeah. but because, but th- I did have conversations you, with several. You were part of, their, of part of the story. Yeah, right? I part of the story, and they, and they knew that I didn't drink, and and later on, after I stopped working for them, then they both knew why. Yeah. But I'd worked for both of them for five years each, and uh, but yeah, but it's a great story, and one of them, the bad, bad one, he became very active in like prison ministry for wow. uh, for AA, which wow. is yeah. that's that's, that's tough. frontline work. That's frontline that is work. Tough. Yeah, Seamus, that is how, do pe- work. how do people find you online? Uh, I'm Seamus McTeer on Twitter okay. or X. X. And can you spell McTeer? M C T I E R. Perfect. And that'll be in our resource room. And you got other presents. Besides Twitter, that's that. That's the that's main, main one, one that I. Yeah, awesome, it man. has a it has a link to my longer blog uh, posts in there. So, well, let us know once you compile all your blog posts into a book, and then we'll put a link to the book up in the. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, and yeah. and Seamus, I am uh, at Stay Sober Today on Twitter. So, okay. let's connect. That's my anonymous, but that's who I am. Um, but man, I love the I love having you on to unpack. Love to have you back. Um, to un- unpack some more topics, but such a key. People out there, they're almost like two identities, right? It's, right. it's like my fake identity out there, and then it's my sober identity, and I'm afraid to show people out there who I really am. And, and, and what I've learned when I talk to people, like, hey, why aren't you having a drink? Um, you know, and I'm just like, I just don't drink, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and then when they, when they push, I, I said, hey, there's a reason why I don't drink. Mm-hmm. And I have found 100% of the people just leave it at that. Yeah, and you know what I've my takeaway from today is? They probably don't care anyway. It's just they conversation. What do, they care? The time, what do they care? Here's why they care. 
Because they want to drink. Because they want to drink, right? Yeah. The, the only ones that care are the, the, the that really pester you about or that have a problem. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Seamus, you Shame, rock. Seamus, Thanks, it's man. been great, man. Come back again. All right. Yeah. I'd love to. Excellent, love Seamus. To. Thank you so much. Thanks for time, man. Okay, Thanks, guys. Glenn. See you, brother. Have a great All one. Right. All right, man. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 